Good day, brothers and sisters, and welcome to New Creation Realities. And today we're going to go ahead and continue with our lessons in this series, In Christ. And uh, one of the things I just wanted to go over in, in this particular lesson is nature by birth. And just as uh, in our last lesson, we were looking at how Jesus had had spoken of John the Baptist and how that one who is in a particular state, in a particular condition, bears the clothing thereof. And <clears throat> with, with today's lesson, Also, a soul that is in a particular state, in a particular condition, bears the nature thereof as well. Now, I'll just give a, a few examples, and we'll read a passage here in a bit. Um, the one who's not born again, a person, a soul who's not yet born again, they are born in the flesh. They are born of the corruptible seed. They're born of Adam. And whether that person be a quote-unquote good person, uh, for example, I think it's philanthropy, philanthropist, or whether that person be one who's considered not a good person, uh, a criminal, let's say, Regardless of what they do or do not do, they both, with those two extremes, with those two extremes, if they're not born again, regardless of what they do or do not do, they both have the same nature because of birth. The birth determines the nature. Uh, just in the same way, this is another example in the Garden of Eden. We all know that there was the, the tree of the knowledge of both good and evil. It didn't matter uh, whether the thing was considered evil or whether the thing was considered good. It was on the same tree of the same source, of the same root, the same nature, the same character. In contrast to the tree of life. And that's it. The soul that's not born again, born of Adam, born of the flesh, born of the corruptible seed, has that, or shall we say, has, yes, and bears uh, that nature, that character. The one who is born again, born of the incorruptible seed, born of God, born from above, born from the beginning, born from the source, born from the root, has an altogether different nature. Because that soul bears the nature of its life, who Christ is. Now, this does for us who are born again, this does not make us deity. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. But the one who is born again has life, and that life is Christ. Where before, 
new birth, that one that was not born again had not life. It had death. The condition and the state of the soul was death and the nature thereof. For the one who's born again, the condition uh, and state of the soul is life and the nature thereof. Okay? So, just as in Adam, uh, how we've looked in in past lessons, just as in Adam, the one who's born in Adam uh, could do absolutely nothing to escape that state, that condition, completely impossible with man. We saw it with uh, the example of the children of Israel in Egypt. No matter what they do, no, no matter what they did or how, how loud or how uh, fervently they cried out to God to get them out of there, that, out of that state. Remember, they were, they were in Egypt, the abode of the dead, and they were ruled, they were governed by Pharaoh, the ruler, the governor of the dead, you could say. <clears throat> now, once again, no matter how uh, fervently they cried out to God, uh, made supplications to God, they could not change their condition in and of themselves until God presented a lamb who in testimony is Christ himself. All right? With man, it is impossible to escape such a condition, such a state. But not with God. For with God, all things are possible. And when God takes the initiative and steps in, presents, causes the the heart, causes the soul to be able to respond to his invitation to his immeasurable gift who Christ is, then that soul, by the work of the Holy Spirit, responds and comes from death unto life. The soul comes from the state and condition of death to the state and condition of life. From the incorruptible seed, excuse me, from, from the corruptible seed to the incorruptible seed who Christ himself is, born of incorruptible seed, okay? So I just want to make those statements uh, as, as just to, for us to think about as, as we continue reading here in a little bit. And see, just going back to this, God, for us who are born again, God could have left us in that state, in that condition. He, he could have. A hopeless state, a hopeless condition, by the ability of man, but yet not hopeless in God, by the ability of God. But God in his mercy brings the soul to new birth. Not only that, but God in his mercy also and now brings, listen, the heart to the knowledge of the new birth. And I've, I've stated this uh, several times. First, there's reality, then the knowledge of reality. And that's, that's the way it is. When, when the Lord, by His Spirit, brings a soul unto Christ, Christ appears in that soul. Therein, reality has come to the soul in the person of Jesus Christ. From that moment onward, the Holy Spirit continues the same exact work of preparing the ground of the heart so that the heart may respond to the voice, so that the heart may turn yet once again, But now it's not to come unto Christ, but to come from the knowledge below of man unto the knowledge above of God, the eternal knowledge who is Christ himself. So when you have 
you have reality, excuse me, you have reality, and then, and that takes place at the moment of new birth, and then you have the knowledge of reality. God, just as God could have left the soul in such a state of death, but he chose not to in his mercy and grace, God could leave our hearts in a state of ignorance, but he chooses not to in his mercy and in his grace. So, once again, our principal verse, John chapter 14, uh, verse 20. I mean, sorry, I was just thinking about that. God had every right <laughs> to leave us in such a state and such a condition. I mean, we knew not God. We desired not God. We had no desire whatsoever. We, we were contrary, contrary in all our ways, desired nothing of him. I mean, you can even read it in Isaiah. We hid, as it were, our faces from him. We didn't want anything to do with him. We were running in a way that was completely contrary to the eternal gospel of God. God had every right to leave us in such a state of death, in such a, such a condition of death. But he didn't. Herein is the mercy of God. All right. John chapter 14, verse 20. Jesus says this, In that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. And for the one who is born again, here's the reality. I am in my Father, you in me, and I in you. But the Lord just doesn't leave us with that. Does, just doesn't present reality our, to our soul and just leave us. No, no. He works by His Spirit to bring us unto the knowledge of reality. That's why in that day, you will know. I've, I've said it, and I can't remember if I said it the last class, but I've said it several times. We've been made partakers of Christ. But whom of us are actually partaking? All right? <clears throat> We've been made partakers. Remember, they ate the lamb. The, in the children of Israel, when they went in through the door, they ate the lamb. The lamb is on the inside. He's now, they partook of the lamb. The lamb is on the inside. Been made partakers. But who continues partaking of this same one? All right. So, also just a real quick... Uh, a recap on just a quick, I guess, recap of our uh, definition for the term in Strong's number 1722, a primary preposition denoting fixed position, I say condition, in whatever place, at whatever time, or in whatever state. And then it is uh, intermediate, intermediate, that is a relation of rest, intermediate between Strong's number 1519 and 1537, which is 1519, a primary preposition to or into, indicate, indicating the point reached or entered. Then the other Strong's number, 1537, ek or x, a primary preposition denoting origin, source, the point whence action or motion proceeds. And all of us, once again, when we were born in the flesh, born in Adam, our origin, our source, was Adam, death. But having been born again, our origin, our source, 
is life above Christ himself. Completely changed. Completely changed. <clears throat> so the soul is either born in Adam or the soul is born in Christ. And just, just real quick, for us who are born again, uh, God, for, for those who are born again, God only knows us in Christ. Those who are not born again, God does not, God does not know them. He doesn't. Example, uh, when the Lord was speaking to Abraham, he says this, Take now thy son, thine only son, Isaac. Isaac, who is a testimony of Christ. Ishmael was born of the flesh, born of the bondwoman. Isaac was of the promise and in type the spirit. Christ himself, in testimony of Christ himself. God recognizes our life, brothers and sisters, not what we believe to be our life, what was time past, times past before we were born again, but God recognizes, God knows, God sees our life, who Christ himself is. This is reality. The difference is whether we recognize, whether we see, whether we know whom our life is. Right. Going on. This is Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. And sorry, I got to go back to this. <laughs> I'm jumping around, I guess you could say. But even as we were in Adam, in that first corruptible creation, and unable to escape, unable to do anything to, to release ourselves from it, from such a state, even remember when uh, Jesus was speaking uh, with Lazarus, uh, loose him and let him go. For one who was in such a state, he couldn't, he couldn't do anything to, to deliver himself from such a state. But he responded to the voice of the Lord, the one whom spoke with power and ability to deliver such a one from such a state. Okay? <clears throat> now, that's just a type. For us who are born again, having come by the Spirit of God, having come from death unto life, having come from darkness unto the kingdom of the Son of His love, we also are now, our soul also is now in such a condition, such a state, wherein we can not escape either. I know the Apostle Paul, while he was in the Philippian jail, he referenced the Philippian jail, but brothers and sisters, we all know that the Apostle Paul had a greater understanding than that which was happening in the natural. Therefore, he can say such a statement as, I therefore the prisoner in the Lord a state and condition, a life sentence, if you will. <clears throat> so going on. This is Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. The Apostle Paul speaking to the church at Ephesus, speaking to those who are born again, speaking to believers, declaring the truth, declaring the truth, declaring reality, 
that their hearts would respond by the Spirit of the Lord to know this very reality. All right, verse 1, And you he made alive. Well, that was added. And you who were dead in trespasses and sins, you who existed, had your existence. That's really what it is. Strong's number 1510 uh, means to exist. You who had your existence, who had your state of being in death. He's speaking times past in trespasses and sins. Verse 2, in which or in, here's our Strong's number, uh, 1722, our word, in, in you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. You say Pharaoh, if you will. Uh, according to the course of the world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in, there's our Strong's number, in, the sons of disobedience. Verse 3, among, in, among whom, in, also we all, there's our word among is actually Strong's number 1722, N. Um, N, also we all, we all, not just, no, 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 you're either in Adam or you are in Christ. Your soul is either in a state, in a condition of death, or your soul is either in a state and a condition of life, one or the other. It's not sort of, kind of, maybe. There's no, uh, there's no riding the fence. There's no a little bit of this and a little bit of that. There's no mixture with God. It's either one or the other. Either Christ is present or Christ is not present. One or the other. <clears throat> Verse uh, 3. And also we had all once conducted ourselves. We all were born in Adam. We all were born in the flesh. That which is of the flesh is flesh. If, if, you're, if, you're, if you're hearing this, if you're watching this, you were, if you're, born, if you're born again, you were born in the flesh. Right? But praise God, we are born from above, born again. All right, going on. Uh, once conducted ourselves in, there's our strongest number, 1722, our word, in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. We were this by nature. I've been doing a, uh, a class uh, on the journey of Abram, I call it the great mercy of God. And I can't remember how many classes back, we looked at Ishmael and the nature and character of one who is uh, not born again, uh, I think it was defined this way concerning the name Ishmael, a wild ass of a man. And it's untamable, not docile, it's... Uh, does not remain, listen to this, does not remain, nor can remain in the house. It's a wild, free nature, if you will. Crazy, 
chaotic. We have a puppy. <laughs> that kind of a nature. If you've ever had a puppy, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Just crazy. Off the chain, if you will. That's uh, slang. <laughs> um, uncontrollable. Okay, Ungoverned. And that's the nature and character of Ishmael, of one born in the flesh. Versus the nature and character of Isaac. An indoor person. One who, listen, remains in the house. So, listen to the way I say this. At the moment of new birth, the soul, by the tender mercy and ever-bounding grace of God, has come from that nature, that wild nature, of Ishmael to the nature who is Isaac. But brothers and sisters, it's not our nature. The nature belongs to the life, to the source, to the root. For us, we're born again. That life, that nature, that root, that source is Christ himself. You can look at it this way. Um, if you have a field, and you plow and till the field, and you plant, let's say, uh, let's say there's nothing there. Let's say it's a desert. Well, it's all sand. There's nothing there. There's no life there. But let's say you 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 plant a seed in there. Let's say you plant, uh, what shall we say, oranges. Sorry, that's just what came out. You plant oranges. Then that nature and character is in this is in the ground. And the ground will begin to bear the nature and character of this seed that's there. Now, when I say that, I don't mean for us to start trying to look with our natural eyes, looking for that nature and character. No, no, brothers and sisters. The one who recognizes this nature, the one who recognizes this character, is God. Jesus... I've got to give this as an, as an example. Jesus is God incarnate in the flesh. He walked among humanity. The divine expression of God walked among humanity and they knew him not. Humanity, mankind, we killed him. Only God recognizes and knows his son. The life of his son, the nature of his son, the character of his son, only God knows. Once again, the Father, uh, the Lord speaking to Abraham says this, take now thine son, thine only Isaac. But see, in man's mind, no, there's two sons, Isaac and Ishmael, Ishmael and Isaac. But in the mind and heart and thought of God, there's only one Son, Christ. Okay? So, going on. Not sure where I was. Uh, yeah. Verse, verse 3 of Ephesians chapter 2. Among or in also, we all once conducted ourselves in, there's our number, 
uh, word, and Strong's number 1722, and the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others could do nothing to escape it. We were that by nature. Uh, an orange is an orange, and it's a fruit. It's not an egg. Two completely different natures and characters there. A dog, I think I, I think I'm thinking of this example that I gave a long time ago. When uh, when when a horse and a horse get together, uh, the result is not a duck. No, it's another horse. All right. Don't know why I gave the example, but there you go. There you have it. Uh, verse four. But God, see all this, all this stuck in that nature, all this stuck in that character, all this stuck in that state, stuck in that condition, helpless with man, hopeless with man, but not with God. Here's the mercy of God. But God, who, who is rich in, there's our word in, in mercy, doing what no man could do, takes the initiative because man doesn't even recognize he, in, he is in such a state. Man doesn't even know that he has no life. Man does not even know that he needs life, that he needs salvation, that he needs deliverance. No. Man has no clue. Ishmael, no, there's nothing wrong with Ishmael. Ishmael in his own mind, there's nothing wrong with me. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. Verse 5, when we were dead, having no ability, no power, no capability at all, when we were dead and trespasses made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, verse 6, and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ. There's our word in, Strong's number 1722, in, in Christ. Christ Jesus. Have, by new birth, we have come from in Adam unto in Christ. We have come from a state and condition in death to the state and condition in life who Christ himself is. From corruptible seed and corruption unto incorruptible seed, incorruption. It says it right here. I love this. Verse 6, And raised us up together. From, from corruptible to incorruptible, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Think of a think of a glass, a vessel, a glass. That uh, that glass can be filled with stick whatever you want in it. Uh, I'll just use an example: soda, and that's all it's filled with. Completely filled, cannot be added to anymore. It's just completely filled to the rim, to the full. 
replete is the word. Containing so much, you can't add any more. You can't add any more. We were, all of us, all of us, we were completely filled to the full, replete. Our soul as a vessel was completely full, filled, completely full, replete with death. State and condition of death. The moment of new birth, our soul completely full, completely filled, replete with the state, the condition of life who Christ himself is. Verse 7, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and in his kindness toward us in Christ. There's the word again, in Christ, in Christo, in Christo, uh, the Greek, Jesus. Verse 8, for by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves, you couldn't do this. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. Once again, you didn't do this. You had no part in this. It's by birth. Where were we? Uh, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Verse 10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ, and Cristo, Jesus, for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them, in Cristo, in Christ. All right, so just looking once again with verse 3, because I did want to touch on this just a little bit, uh, where it says, I'll just read verse 3, in whom, or in also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature. We were this by nature, children of wrath, just as the others. But it was by nature, because of seed, because of source, because of root, because of birth. Right? Uh, <clears throat> let's see what I have here. I've got a note to read. Uh, where is it? To, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm switching to it real quick here. To look at that word nature. Fousse, something like that in the Greek. It's Strong's number 5449. This is the Strong's Dictionary. It says uh, from 5453, uh, growth by germination or expansion. That is by implication, natural production, lineal, lineal descent by extension, a genus or sort. Okay, I've got another note to look at the online Bible Greek lexicon for the same word. I'll find it here. Nature, Strong's number 5449. Uh, the, de the definition is nature, and I want to look at definition 1b. It says birth, physical 
origin, birth, physical origin. And another one, 1D, the sum of innate properties and powers by which one person differs from others. Distinctive, native, particular peculiarities, me for that, natural characteristics, natural strength, ferocity, and instructability, it goes, and instructability of beasts. There you go. Now, the sum of innate properties and powers by which one person differs from the others. And see, what we would do when we read that is say, okay, well, this is my nature and character, but that brother or sister over there, brother or sister in the Lord, they have that other nature or character. That's just, I'm not like them. I'm, I'm this way. They're that way. No, brothers and sisters, remember once again, you're either born in Adam and bear the nature and character have the nature and character thereof, or you're born again and have the nature and character of Christ himself. The seed birth determines everything. Everything. <clears throat> okay, so basically it's a contrast of those who are not born again versus those who are. The seed of Adam, the corruptible seed, versus the incorruptible seed, who is Christ himself. All right, and I've got one more definition to look at. This is uh, the Vines Expository Dictionary, Vines Dictionary for the term uh, nature. It's got it right here, fusis, something like that in the Greek. Strong's number 5449. From fool to bring forth produce signifies the nature that is the natural powers or constitution of a person or thing. And it has 2 Peter uh, chapter 1, verse 4. And then that was definition B, then defin excuse me, that was definition A, now definition B, origin, birth. The nature is the origin, is the birth. I want us to look at <clears throat> Second Peter because they gave reference to it. It's Second Peter Yes. Second Peter chapter one. Verses 1 through 4. Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ, <clears throat> to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. In the knowledge of God. As his divine power has given to us this is God doing, God's doing, has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Everything you need, brothers and sisters, we have received in the person of Christ himself. Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, 
by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So the divine nature is present, who is Christ himself, but to be partaking of that divine nature. I've said it this way, we have been made partakers, but whom of us are actually partaking? Okay. Uh, let's look at another passage, because I thought of this passage after reading that. This is John chapter 1, verse 11 through 13. John chapter 1, verse 11 through 13. This is Jesus when he was, uh, when he was come in the flesh. Uh, he came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, therein is God's mercy, who were born. See, the apostle just didn't say, well, these rejected him and these accepted, accepted him, and that's the way it is. No, he didn't leave it with that. But those who received him, those who believed in his name, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. Verse 13, who were born, not of blood. Because being born of blood is born of Adam. Not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh. nor of the will of man. Not what we wanted to do, remember? We hid our faces, as it were, from him. We didn't want, we didn't want him. There's nothing of him we desire, brothers and sisters. It's a miracle of God if we desire Christ in any way, in any measure whatsoever. It is a miracle of God. Nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man. Not because some other man's will. No, no, no. Right here, the answer but of God. God takes the initiative in his mercy. He steps in, brings forth, produces in the heart a desire and expectation for his son. This is what God does. All right, <clears throat> another verse. This is 1 John Chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. Wow. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. Because before we were children of wrath, children of Adam. Don't get excited, but we were children of the devil. That's what Jesus said. He, he, told, he told those to uh, the religious leaders, your father the devil. Brothers and sisters, aren't you thankful and grateful unto the Lord that we are children of God because of new birth, because of the incorruptible seed who Christ is? Going on. <clears throat> Uh, that we should be called children of God. 
Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know Him. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when He is revealed, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. And everyone who has this hope in Him purifies himself just as He is pure. It goes on, whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. Verse 5, and you know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him there is no sin. Whoever abides in him does not sin. Whoever sins has neither seen him nor known him. So, the heart directed unto what was, the condition, the state that was unto what we believe to be is our life, when it is not, it is in that condition and state where sin rules, reigns, transgression rules, reigns, and governs. When the heart is directed unto Christ, we see Him and know Him. We see, brothers and sisters, listen to the way, we, the way I say this, we see our life who Christ is is automatically automatically our heart is submitted unto the nature the character thereof that's why the apostle says in him there is no sin so the nature is by birth either born in adam having the nature thereof or born of the incorruptible seed, Christ himself, having the nature thereof. It's either one or the other. If we are born in Adam, born of the flesh, that's the nature we have. Cannot do anything to escape it. Cannot be bound, cannot be handled, cannot be changed. But if we are born again, there's a new nature, brothers and sisters. A new nature. That's reality. God, once again, in His tender mercy, ever-bounding grace, is working by His Holy Spirit to direct our heart unto Christ Himself, the One who is present. That there may be, that our heart may be submitted unto the knowledge of God and no longer the knowledge of man. That we may come in our hearts from ignorance to knowledge, from darkness to light. And this is in our hearts, brothers and sisters. This is, this is like what Jesus said, in that day you will know. Not in that day it will be so. No, brothers and sisters, it is so the moment of new birth. But it is in this day that we know. When the heart turns to the Lord, there is the knowledge of the new birth. The heart submitted unto the knowledge of God, the eternal knowledge who is Christ himself. So either born in Adam or born in Christ. And the thing is, is that we're not to begin seeking to try to produce the fruits of such a nature. No, brothers and sisters, no. That, that's um, 
No. <laughs> it's still the same for the heart to be directed unto Christ. If you want to find the nature of God, you have to find it in the person of Christ himself. If you want to find the love of God, you have to find the love of God in the person of Christ himself. It's always like that. And then the knowledge is automatic. The heart is automatically submitted to that knowledge. Uh, <clears throat> what, did, what did the Apostle John say? Where is it? Verse 6. Whoever sins has neither seen him nor known him. So, <clears throat> once again, nature by birth. We who are born again, the nature of Christ is present. And the Spirit of God desires to direct our heart unto Christ Himself, who is that nature that is present. Not that we would seek, quote-unquote, a nature or a character, but that we would seek the source, the root, the one whose nature it is, whose character it is. So with that, I'll leave you for this lesson. We'll see you in our next lesson. The Lord bless. Amen.